And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen. Start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. everybody and welcome to the disney dads podcast for a show that's a little bit about us a lot about disney and fun for the whole family and this week i have two of my good friends one of them is from down south and believe it or not we have a west coast person on today uh one of our near and dear friends to the disney dad uh podcast family he's been around a very long time he's been on the show before and uh i'm glad to have him here and that's our good friend matthew zurich and uh we're going to talk about a bunch of things tonight i'm glad he's with us but first let me see joe how was your week you know micah my week has been good man it's it's actually gone really fast i'm really looking forward to thanksgiving this coming week it's one of my favorite holidays of the year something better than watching football and getting fat eating a bunch as much as turkey as i can and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it, man it's gonna be a great holiday looking forward to it and uh how about you mike how's your week been so far uh adventurous uh i officially am semi-retired i left my job after 21 years i put my paperwork in and um i put my house on the market and within three days we have four buyers so uh it is definitely a seller's market so it's, it's gonna be fast and furious around here very uh a lot of change, a lot of things going on in the Stolfi household. Uh, I'm also happy, too, because, like you said, it's Thanksgiving week and my daughter's home from college. She's supposed to come home on Tuesday, but she decided to come home a couple of days early. So I'm blessed by having Sarah home here, too, which is always nice. And um, yeah, we have inspectors coming. We've got mortgage stuff going on and uh, we're going to be house shopping. We're going to be new South Carolina residents, it looks like. We're going to try that first. And if that doesn't work out, we're going to go down to Florida. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'm a Southern boy at heart and we can't wait to get down there. But uh, speaking of different areas, Matt, I'm so glad to have you on today uh, out there on the West Coast. Thank you for joining us. I know it's a little earlier out by you, so we appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, how's your couple of weeks been around since the last time we talked to you? How's everything going with you? Everything's going really well. much more uneventful than you, I can tell <laughs> uneventful you. Uneventful is good. Uneventful is good. I put up Christmas lights. I should say I attempted to put up Christmas lights today. And um, I didn't have the right things to put up, but not very handy. I'm, I think I tend more to the side of Justin than you guys with that sort of stuff. So it might take me a little longer, but that was the extent of, of, of my week and weekend, really. 
Okay. Well, I think Justin's pretty good at doing his Christmas lights. I know Kitty's always yelling at him. He's on the roof. He's hanging on by a thread. He's got that the whole Griswold thing going on. So he's he's pretty he's pretty good with his lights. He, he represents with his display. So I give him credit. But uh, Matt, you know, the, one of the reasons why you have we one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was because you get to experience a, a marathon recently and. Marathons haven't been around in a while. You know, the whole COVID thing going on. We all know about that. A lot of stuff got canceled. And um, listen, you're, you're a huge part of the running group. We know how much you love doing the uh, the races. So uh, I'm going to pass it over to Joe because Joe's the marathon runner in our group. I'm more of the lazy person. I kind of sit back and cheer you on. And I'm happy you guys get to do what you got to do. But uh, I, I want to hear all about it. I know there's been some changes since the COVID stuff. So I'm glad to have you on and we can talk about it. Joe, why don't you take it over? So the funny thing is, is that the first time, Mike, I remember I did, was came on a show with you guys was about a run Disney weekend. And so now it's kind of like how the tables have kind of turned. I'm actually hosting a show here on the Disney Dads podcast with you guys about run Disney. So I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, Matt, as Matt knows, I reached out to Matt. I know uh, he was my pick of the week last show about the a lot of fun that he had down at the Walt Disney World Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. And I wanted to, you know, it's kind of, a, it is current events. It's been a big deal since Run Disney's kind of come back into in-person in racing. Uh, the virtual events were kind of holding people for a little bit. Uh, all over the country, virtual events were being done, but now we're starting to see in-person racing again. And being Run Disney, you know, it's a special thing. I know I'm personally signed up for the Half Marathon for Marathon Weekend in January, but I wanted to see what Matt's take was on for Wine and Dine Weekend. So Matt, first of all, congratulations having a great weekend. From the picture it looked like you had a ton of fun. Uh, just like to give everybody, we want to explain it uh, to our Disney Dads podcast a little bit about your running. Uh, do, do you run marathons, usually half marathons? Are you a 5K, 10K runner? What is your usual, what is your running background? Yeah, so, I, you know, I was an athlete growing up. I played a lot of basketball, uh, baseball, soccer, and through high school, and I never really ran. And once I got into probably the early 2010s, I started to started to run. I ran my first run Disney, I want to say in 2013. 13, I ran a half marathon in 2013. And then my running kind of teared off from there. I put some weight on and uh, I let it get away from me. And then I started to get really back into running. I would say right before the pandemic hit in, in early 2020, and then really just started to ramp up my running where I started to take it very seriously this past year. I've run a few half marathons. I've never done the marathon distance, um, which is something I'm going to be doing here shortly hopefully and just my, my running journey's really been been that and, I, and I'm just really excited to talk about it because I think what 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 run Disney does is it has that entry point for a lot of people that don't think of themselves as runners that don't think they can do it that they don't think they can have fun because maybe they're not running that fast or not running that far and I'm just I'm excited to talk about it and answer any questions you have and Matt's journey for our listeners out there is kind of similar to mine. I, I used to be a pack a day smoker back in high school and college. And when I graduated from college, I was kind of thinking to myself, what am I doing? Am I feeling good? And it's, if anybody out there is a smoker or was a smoker, everybody knows it's a hard thing to do. I had finally quit smoking, but then I had put on some weight and I didn't feel good about myself. One of the, my bucket list things I always wanted to do was to run the Walt Disney World Marathon. We're all Disney geeks, right? And that's actually what got me into running. I started out easy with a 5K and then went to a 10K and then started training up for a half. I ran some local half marathons and it got, then I got signed up for the full marathon and it was an absolutely amazing experience, Matt. So I don't know if Disney's going to be your first marathon experience, but it's absolutely awesome. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, our journeys are kind of similar with how 
you know, you said you, you wanted to get into shape and, and it's the same thing with me. So, uh, anybody, anybody could do it out there and Disney's a great entry point. It is a little expensive. We all understand that everything Disney is expensive, but it's a, it's a very, they make it very unintimidating, very friendly. You still have to respect the distance. Obviously the distance is the distance, but they make it so much fun. And that's why I think we all enjoy these run Disney races. So is this, was this your first run Disney weekend or no? Have you run any other run Disney races before? So I've run a few before, okay. mostly in the, I typically go down there in November, sometimes in January. I've never signed up for marathon weekend. So typically my experience has been the wine and dine weekend. I remember running it back in the day. Maybe you do too, Joe, when it was at night, at night when okay, it started at you know, nine 30 or 10 o'clock at night. So um, this is not my first, no. So compare this. So this year's theme was wickedly delicious and it's a little bit different. The races are now currently in the morning. They used to be run at night. As Matt said, can you just compare how was this, post-COVID, uh, kind of newly-themed race compared to past uh, Wine and Dine weekends? Yeah, so first and foremost, they, they did an unbelievable job. Uh, just the emotion of being there from the expo to seeing other runners to just physically being there and really, for the first time, feeling like somewhat back to normal at Disney. It's my first time back at Walt Disney World since uh, I, went right, I was very lucky. I went right before, I went in January of 2020. So right before everything, right when Rise was, you were packed in like a sardine trying to get that boarding group first thing in the morning. So what I would say is incredibly well organized, like always, from the expo with the virtual waiver. So Joe, you know this, there was no waiting in lines to sign the waivers. You didn't have to do any of that. Everything was done virtually beforehand. And it was one of the first few times I, I honestly just forgot what was going on in the world and just and just thinking about how much fun it was to be around so many like-minded people that were just genuinely happy to be there all right so let's jump right into the expo yeah. uh, the expo this year compared to previous years you know you said the waiver process was a little bit better how was the merchandise how was everything kind of set up i know for marathon weekend they split up the shirt pickup from the regular run disney merchandise to all the to all the other like outside vendors that come in and sell various running merchandise how how was the expo compared to after being on a hiatus for almost a year and a half, two years? Was there less vendors, more vendors, about the same? How was the Run Disney merchandise? Just give us your thoughts about the whole expo experience. Yes, I got to the expo probably around 1030 in the morning. I took a lift from the boardwalk where I was staying. It's just easier for me without a car to get without the, without waiting for the buses. They had great bus system uh, and, and things going on, but it was just easy for me to get there with the lift. I got there about 1030 and really similar to how it was in the past. It's split up into three different buildings. So when you get there, you walk straight through past the giant ESPN ball. And I want to say it's the far back building on the left was where you picked up your bib. So you walk right in. And if you had your virtual waiver, you showed them at the door. They checked your virtual waiver. You got to walk right to your, um, I want to say it was your letter. So for me, Z, I walked right up. I didn't wait at all. Got my bib, turned around found my uh, found my wife, we walked out and we immediately went to the next building across the way, which is where all the vendors were with the shirt pickup. So shirt pickup was in the back, uh, split up into the two course challenge, the half marathon, the 10K and the 5K. So if you've ever been there, you know how well organized and how well marked and there are hundreds of volunteers and workers around if anybody needs any help. So a lot of these expos, if you run at other, the Chicago or the Las Vegas, I think it's the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, 
it's confusing. There's a lot of different things going on. There's not a lot of direction. We're here. It's very, hey, you go here, you go here. So I picked up my shirt. I didn't wait at all again. Uh, I think I got, yeah, I got a few shirts. So I picked it up and then we walked through the outside vendor floor. A lot of the same stuff, Joe and Mike, they had the KT tape. So that, that was probably the longest line that and the uh, free, you ever seen those like TheraBody or TheraGun massagers? Those were the two longest lines. So you could just use those guns to work out your leg uh, and all that stuff. And then just a lot of really cool outside vendors uh, with clothes, hats, uh, outfits, tutus. If I was Princess Weekend, maybe I would have bought myself a tutu to wear for, for the Princess Weekend, but it didn't seem appropriate for me uh, on this one. So I spent a few, I spent a little bit in there. I bought a couple things from, I think it was Fit to Run. They're in Disney Springs as well. I, they always have some some really cool stuff there. So I bought a couple things there. And then we went and walked out to the main arena where I want to say was where the NBA finals were for the uh, for the bubble, which was kind of cool to be in there and be like, oh, the Lakers, I don't like the Lakers, but hey, the Lakers won the championship in here. It's kind of cool. That was a little bit of a wait. I think it was the time I got there. I, we waited probably 20 to 25 minutes just to get into where we could purchase merchandise. And I didn't really have anything specifically in mind, but I was there and I wanted to, to walk around. But they have they had so much stuff, more stuff than I ever thought, which was, I think, the opposite. If you've been to Disney recently, it feels like they've been lacking merch in some areas. This was the complete opposite. They had so much stuff that it was very difficult not to try to buy everything. Um, I bought this the run Dis- 2021 Run Disney Nike hat. I love these hats. I, I buy them whenever I go anywhere to, to get them. It's kind of my thing. But spirit jerseys, um, the finish, the finish shirts, you know, that you have and, and a little bit of everything. So, uh, Matt, did you buy any finisher shirts? Because I'm always leery about buying that. I'm very superstitious. I know what I know what I've run, for example, I've run New York twice, I've run Chicago. Yeah. And I've always cause you only go to the expo once, so I buy it and I tell my wife, put this away. If for some reason this doesn't work out, just destroy it. So I kind of I'm very superstitious about my finisher gear. So did you buy any finisher gear or or no did you pass on it? So no, because it was that old weird champion material. And the shirts they gave you this year for just registering it was, it's a different cut and a different material and it's the best shirts they've ever made. Really? So I think it had the opposite approach where I was like, I don't have to buy these because they already, I already paid or gave me the much nicer shirts with the better design. So I didn't feel the need to buy any of the finisher, uh, the finisher stuff. I, I did buy a finisher pin. I did buy, I, the pin was really cool. But other than that, I bought the hat and this and got out of there relatively cheap. I did see some posts on uh, some of the run Disney groups that I follow where there was the resellers were in there buying like oh. hordes of jackets. I'm like, really? I'm like, what are these people doing? Well, but I'm glad they had a lot of merchandise. I wanted for the jacket. Oh yeah. I wanted the one. I saw a few of those resellers. I'm, I don't, I'm like, I don't think anyone needs 30, 30 of those finisher jackets. And those are 90 bucks a piece. So I was like, that person does not need those. But um, the merch was actually really good this year. A lot of cool spirit jerseys and, People definitely had some money to burn in their pockets with what they were carrying around. I could tell you that much. It could get very addicting uh, as somebody who's run a lot of a lot of the I wrote marathon week. It's my favorite weekend, Matt. Like it seems like wine and dine is yours, and yeah. I have to restrict myself a lot of times because I'm just like I have so many of these shirts. I don't need another one. And the shirts that you get for registering for the races, like another one year I ran Dopey, I got like six shirts six metal like a six of everything i'm just like i don't need this much stuff so i i've been getting much better about buying less disney merch when i go into the expos i'm like 
go in. If I see something that sticks out, that's really cool. If not, I'm going to get out of here before because I spent a lot of money. A lot of my running friends used to laugh at me about how much I've spent at, at expos in like Chicago and New York. It's just like, yeah, it, it gets bad for me. I'm a shopper when I like certain things, but uh, it seems like you had much better luck than I did. But and by the way, Mike, I'm sure you've had many nights in that arena, right? Watching cheerleading. Yeah, I know that. I know the layout of that arena between doing cheerleading competitions, gymnastic competitions, the ESPN Sports Center. I know as good as well. I know some of the parks. Matter of fact, I probably know that better than Disney Springs. Uh, you know, I, I, the new Disney Springs layout, I know where the stuff is, but I probably know the ESPN Sports Center like the back of my hand. I've been there day in and day out for days. So I know that complex very, very well. Mike knows where every beer vendor is in that complex. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> So it sounds like that the you know you were staying at Boardwalk, which is a fantastic place to stay, especially for any kind of Run Disney weekend. A lot of the epicenters for the races around Epcot either starting starts or the finisher Epcot, so that's a great place to stay. So we've got that down. We've got you said the expo was really good. You picked up your shirts. Tell us about the race experience. Just go through each race what you did. So yeah, I skipped the five k when I was scheduling it. I was like, look, I think three two a.m. wake ups is maybe too much. I would like to have some fun. I feel like a little bit on this vacation, so. I skipped the 5K. I think you skipped the better one because the weather was atrocious for the 5K. It was windy and cold. And I want to say this before Matt gets into his his experience about these races. I, I want to say this from my personal experience. Everybody who comes from out of state comes down to Florida. And I'm using quotes right now. Central Florida is not South Florida. Central Florida gets cold in, in November, December, January. And the weather can vary. So if you're going to be doing a Run Disney weekend, continuously please check that weather check the 4 a.m the 5 a.m weather because i've been to run disney weekends where you see some people show up and they're 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 not prepared they don't have the right clothes to be waiting in the in the corrals or pre-race or it's gonna rain and they don't think it's gonna rain and they're they're not prepared so just please if you guys are going to be running these races constantly check that weather a week or two out just every day because that weather was awful for the 5K. And it looked like it improved that throughout the weekend. But Matt, I don't know, I'm sure you were on property you're coming from the West Coast, but it was a nasty day for the 5K. So I'm sure you were happy that you were not up at 3 a.m. for a 5 a.m. 5K start, I'm sure, right? Yeah. My, so I went with uh, my mom and dad who did their first 5K. It was a goal of theirs. They're both in their early oh, 70s. So did you go support them? So no. It okay. was. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But thank you for asking. No. Um, it, so it was that day was it rained all day. And and the pictures of my parents when when with the photo pass stuff, they're just drenched. I mean, they were drenched and there were so many people around. That was a that was a cold, 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 rainy day for the 5K. And kind of transitioning into the 10K. So a little bit about the 5K, what my parents told me that it was a lot of fun, a lot of people. A lot of people walking, just having a good time. So it's a great entry point to run Disney if you're just not comfortable or you don't think you can run the entire distance. It's a great entry point, and there's no pressure. Uh, it, I, I, no, Joe, maybe correct me. It's timed, I think, to a point, the 5K, but they're a lot more lenient on when it, that 16-minute rule isn't entirely enforceable. I don't think it's ever been – I've never seen it enforced on a 5K because it's it's yeah. it's not so big, and, and by the time – it usually it's ending in the park, so it's it's there. It's on paper if they ever need to enforce it, but I don't think it's really ever an issue. I've never heard of anybody getting swept at a 5K. Yeah, so my mom and dad said they had a great time. Not a ton of characters out for the 5k, which I think is a common misconception. I think people think a lot of characters are out for the 5k, but you have such a large amount of people in such a small amount of area that 
they'd be there all morning. So I think with the rain, they had a really good time. The medal, I think, was one of the best of the weekend, to be honest. And uh, they gave, both gave it a thumbs up. So for me, my, my day started on that for the 10K. I was on the bus. I want to say the last bus was 3.30. I think I hopped on the bus from the boardwalk at about 10 after 3. Uh, very quick over. I think we shared a bus with Swan and Dolphin Beach and Yacht. Boardwalk was the last one to be picked up. Very cold that morning. And Joe, to your point, check the weather. I was on AccuWeather. It said no rain. It said no, not going to be very cold. But uh, my wife put a poncho out for me in the, uh, just the night before. And I was like, oh, let me just grab it. I left my room, came back, grabbed it. Thank goodness I did because it was raining sideways, um, sitting in those corrals all morning, all morning. So that poncho saved my life that morning um, with the corral. So... So Joe, this is where you can correct me if I'm wrong. There used to be more, it was A, B, C, D, maybe E, and now they've changed it, which seemed very similar. I think they just added now S1, S2, S3, and S4 were the the four corrals. I've heard it's almost instead of corrals, A, B, like, so for example, A would be the fastest and so on and so forth, that there's surge one, surge two, the S stood for surges. Is Is that correct? I, there was, they said, go to your corrals in the morning and it said corrals. So maybe it was old stuff. It was very similar. I think the main difference from what I remember, is it wasn't a rolling start. So back in the day, I think in 2014, 2015, it was just the whole corral would kind of go at one time. So once you hit the line, you started this, they were sending out, I would say 150 to 200 people at a time Okay. every two minutes, which for congestion at the beginning of the race, which is typically where it can be a nightmare and where the most people can get hurt. And I actually saw someone get hurt on the half marathon day and we'll get there that there was a lot more freedom to run at the beginning to kind of open out at your pace and to get around any of the walkers uh, first thing in the morning. So I was in corral S2 and I think I want to say I started around 515 and I was towards the front of that corral. So to give you something, they started right at five o'clock. I started about 15 minutes after that when I finally got off and got going. And uh, any questions about that? I know I'm a long talker, so I could talk about no, this stuff for a while. You're good. Have, so any questions about that? I know. And, and just for to paint a picture, um, yeah. the, te- the, the Wine and Dine 10K course is a little bit different than the Marathon Weekend course. It starts in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. It runs down World Drive uh, through a part, the beginning part of Hollywood Studios. Uh, around Tower of Terror, then the exit, and then there's a small path that goes between Hollywood Studios. If you've ever taken the motor launch from Hollywood Studios to the Swan and Dolphin and the Boardwalk and Yacht Club area, there's a small path that runs alongside uh, that you could walk from those resorts to Hollywood Studios, and the runners will run alongside that, and kind of then they'll hit the Boardwalk area, and they eventually get into Epcot through through the International Gateway. So that's kind of like the route for the 10K. Uh, usually the other marathon weekend races will start in Epcot and run through Magic Kingdom and so on and so forth. So this race has not run through the Magic Kingdom at all. This 10K does not, which I'm hoping that the start in the newer updated Magic Kingdom parking lot, I know there's still a lot of construction there, but I'm hoping there would be a lot more room for people to spread out, especially being on World Drive. It's wide open. So hopefully that wasn't uh, an issue. You said somebody got hurt, which is you, we don't want to see happen, but uh, it sounds like it, it was a, a smooth a smooth course, right? I mean, you don't really see much till you get to the studios. You're about three, four miles in, right, to get to the studios, correct? Yeah, I think the 10K course is pretty uneventful, honestly. You can say you're running through Hollywood Studios and Epcot, but you're probably in there for a total of maybe five minutes 
on a 10K, right? They, they run you through Hollywood Studios. You come back to Tower of Terror. You make a left, you're right out of there. Um, so, so you run right out of there. And then I didn't look at the map. I thought I was going to run up the boardwalk way, Joe, which is the typical way where you're running up the boardwalk. They had us turn left and we ran up uh, Yacht Club and Beach Club right across there okay. for the 10K. So we ran on that side and then came back up through international the International Gateway. Uh, like a pretty uneventful course, honestly, on the 10K. It was cold and rainy, so I just wanted to, to get that race as finished as quickly as possible, <laughs> to be honest, and and uh, you know get my mylar or whatever and, and get my medal and, how are the, and get back to the room. How, that how are the characters on the 10K? I mean, obviously, the 5K, it's, it's a smaller, shorter yeah. race, obviously. And you got to think about it, too. You're paying less money for the 5K, so you're going to get less. Think about, you know, the more you run, the larger Disney races, you pay more money, you get more characters. That's kind of the way it is. So how was it for the 10K? And we'll get into the half. How was the characters? Do we see any special characters out there? Was there a lot or was it or were they not out there because of the rain? Was it limited because our friends don't like to be out in the rain usually? So there were I mean, there were a decent amount of characters out. I, I didn't stop for many for the 10K because the lines were so long, especially at the beginning. What I would say, Joe, is a lot of similar characters, to the 10K and the half, almost okay. identical. And then the half, they added some additional ones. But towards the end of the race, I would say for the last three three miles or so, some of the characters started to go to go in, especially um, on, on the on the tollway or expressway. So as you can tell, I'm from Illinois originally. The tollway where you got to pay to use the roads, not out here. So it, the, the, I want to say the wicked uh, the queen, one of the queens, went in because she was like blowing sideways and almost fell off in her. It's funny on these races, they have RVs on the side of the road that they come out of. So it's actually really funny to see one of the characters walk out of a, you know, a rented RV, which is funny. That's a different story. But um, a good amount of characters. I mean, Bowler Hat Guy, Queen of Hearts, King Louis, uh, Lotso, the Evil Queen. So a lot of unique characters. Uh, I want to say one or two DJs along, along the 10K route. Okay. And, and usually they have a DJ at during the, uh, the pre-race, right? Yeah. So that DJ was there. I think they're, that's a, that's a difficult job, but they're, they're trying to get you up and running. And, you know, typically at there, you have the, you have the giant stage all the way to the front with a a giant screen with the two people kind of hyping you up. They brought Mickey out for the, maybe the half marathon. I thought he was going to be in his ESPN gear, but he was in his Halloween gear, which I thought was kind of funny as well. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking that because I know for the, for the marathon weekend, they would have the the character for so for example the five k is Pluto's race ten k is Minnie's race half is Donald's race and a full is Mickey's race and then Goofy and and Dopey are in there as well and each day they'd add a character to the pre race area and you can see the people that were doing Dopey or Goofy would always be lined up because they want to get a picture every day uh, with the characters out there so I'm glad to see that at least Mickey was out there uh, pre race you know that he's kind of joining in the pre race festivities because when you're sitting out there at three thirty four o'clock in the morning it makes the time pass faster. You get a little bit excited. You get your phone out, take some you know photos that kind of makes it, uh, it makes it worthwhile at least being up and maybe get a, a photo op with a character. Yeah. I got really lucky in my corral for the 10 K I was by myself. I wasn't with anybody. And I just happened to stand next to this really cool lady. And we just talked for an hour. She's from South Carolina. She was there by herself. She was, she was just running and, and her name is Susan. And we just talked for an hour and then it was like, okay, well have a nice race, have a good trip. And, and it's one of those things, Joe, where it's like at these run Disney races, there's so many like-minded people there. And 
what what I love about Run Disney as a whole, before we kind of get into the half, is I love these subset communities of Disney, right? You've got your Epcot people, your Animal Kingdom people, your Run Disney people, and you just got this subset of community where you can just talk to someone openly with no negativity is the wrong word, but just complete openness and happiness of like, can you believe we're back and we're actually here running? Like we never actually thought this would happen with, with having to cancel and doing all the virtual races last year. So I just wanted to share that because it was just so cool to be around like-minded people again in the running community at Disney of just being able to take a deep breath while you're there. Mike, the, the best part, you'll love this. And Matt kind of referenced <laughs> this when I ran dopey, I think it was back in 2015 or 2016. Uh, you start to see the same people every morning and because the 5k, like there's not a lot of dopey bibs out there and you're kind of looking around and then the next day you're in the same crowd for the 10k and you're seeing the same people and then you start sucking up conversation about, Hey, where are you from? I saw you yesterday. And it's by the time it's like the marathon, just like, yeah, I've seen this guy like four days in a row. I've seen that, that lady and her friends four days in a row. Like, yeah, good luck. We're almost there. Cause the funny thing about doing dopey is, is you're not even halfway done until I think like you're a, part of the way through the marathon or something like that. Like it's not, you're not even halfway done yet with it, but it's kind of funny. Isn't there that, a sign? Isn't there not to cut I, you off? Isn't there a sign? I don't, where it's like, a, I don't congratulations, know a sign, but I think, ah, uh, maybe <laughs> I was, listen, when I did, it was kind of a blur. I was so, I actually probably could have ran harder. I actually took the half a lot slower. That definitely saved my legs for Sunday, which was a blessing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you, you got through the 10 K um, looking at the half marathon. But the funny thing was, is I actually uh, made a quick trip down to Walt Disney world Saturday night during the half marathon, during this half marathon weekend, my wife and I decided to go down and renew our passes. My wife was craving Il Molino. So we said, let's go get our passes. Uh, we'll go have some dinner and we stayed off site at Flamingo Crossing like we always do. And I remember saying like, okay, we can't leave here before 10 or 1030 because the mar- the marathon will still be coming through because it runs on the west side of uh, of property. So getting into the marathon, just to describe the course, uh, or about, how about you describe the course for us, for our listeners, uh, where it starts and where it ends. Just uh, take us through uh, your half marathon experience. That's a little bit different. It's double the distance, a lot longer time out there. And uh, just and it's a lot more park time involved as well. So just uh, give our listeners a little bit of what you experienced on a half marathon Sunday morning for Wine and Dine weekend. Yeah, a lot, a lot more park time. This is the most fun course and the most fun I've ever had running. And a lot of times those two things don't, a lot of people that don't run or don't think those two things go together. What I will say before I get into that were two points I want to make. Number one, if it's going to be cold, save that Mylar which is those blankets, those kind of, they look like tinfoil blankets. Save the one you used from the day before for the next day, because that saved me that, that half marathon morning. It was freezing cold. And the other thing that saved me, and Joe, I don't know if you do this, or Mike, if you know what this is, but throwaway clothes. Oh, it's yeah. as simple as what I think. Bring your cheapest sweatshirt, your cheapest sweatpants, mm-hmm. wear them, and right before that race starts, rip them off and throw them into the middle, and you never have to see them again. I think they used to donate those clothes, Joe. Do they still do that? I, b- I believe that Disney does. Still- Mike, I know with your job in New York City, they used to donate them to homeless shelters for like the New York City Marathon. That yep. I remember was a big deal. They have these um, uh, like big cardboard bins out there, and you- they would try to throw them in there. But the I know the-, the great men and women of the New York City Sanitation Department would go and clean those up and donate them to homeless shelters. I believe Run Disney does the same thing. Mike, if you want to chime in on that. 
Yeah, I'm sure we do. I, I know we actually have a certain amount of people that were set up down there to take care of those. Uh, and then, yeah, that, that the Sanitation Foundation is one of our charities through work that would take care of a lot of that stuff. And that was one of them. And I know they would do that. We would set that up for the marathons all the time, especially the New York Marathon, which was huge. Yeah, I mean, maybe a sweatshirt too might end up across the Verrazano Bridge into, you know, the, the bay. But besides that, most of it, you know, goes into to a good cause. So if you're ever thinking about throwaway clothes, yeah, you're, you're throwing it at yourself, but it's usually going to somebody who maybe needs it more, which I think is a great thing. So just but that's a great example, Matt, because I've run many races where it's been freezing and just you can't put layers back on, but you could take them off as you start running. So that's a great uh, tip for our uh, DDP family uh, out there. So. Race started. I, I was I was in S two again. I did not see Susan again. I was looking for her, but I couldn't find her. It was very early. The race started very. You're just trying to get trying to get your bearings at the beginning of these races, especially the half marathon. There were a lot more people at the start than that. I would say that first mile and a half of congestion. You're just trying not to overweave. I would say left and right. You're going to probably be running a little slower. You're on pavement. It's in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. It's not that exciting, but you have a lot of adrenaline. And this is my point where someone got hurt, where you need to be careful. They have giant orange cones, and you you see the cones, and the cones mean do not go to this side or do not go to that side. I was running next to somebody, and the guy goes to me, I got to get around this. And I looked at him, I was like, I wouldn't do that. Goes to the side of the cone, and I just hear he rolled his ankle so hard and popped it and then rolled oh. right into the kind of the ditch. Like you just heard the ankle pop. And I was like, oh, my goodness, dude, I told you not to do that. So be careful, especially at the beginning. Don't sprint. Pace yourself. It's very difficult to do with these races. Other than that, this course was the most fun I ever had running. And I got into that. We ran very similar to the beginning a little boring for the first couple of miles. And then we got to the back of animal kingdom. So think about running the back way through Rafiki's planet watch. So we actually ran past Rafiki's planet watch on our left where we could see the train park there. And this is where the first, I would say one of the most unique things that happened was they actually had live ant like goat, not, not tigers or gorillas or elephants. That would have been cool. But they had some of the goats out, some sheep out that you could actually take pictures with, with some of the handlers, which I've never seen before in a race. From there, we, we ran through Animal Kingdom, which I've run one of the halves in the past was pretty quick through Animal Kingdom. This was, to me, the most fun I had during the race. We ran through the entirety of Animal Kingdom, including Pandora, at about 5.45 when it was still dark in the morning. And I was at that point, there were not a lot of people around me, so... I took my headphones out, I was listening to the ambient noise of just being around Pandora and just being there at night and just taking it all in. Joe, you know that it can be difficult to take everything going in between you trying to run at your pace, not overdo it, and just take everything in. And that's what I did in Pandora. But I had to actively think about doing that. From there, we just we ran through the entirety of Animal Kingdom. And that's my favorite park in Walt Disney World. So that was me. I was I could I wanted to do another loop through there. Even if I put another two miles on there, and that's miles. They four, wouldn't let me four through six or through Animal Kingdom. Just give everybody a reference. Which is you. when you need yeah. Which is when you need your first kind of jolt of okay. Where, where am I running at? Look what I'm running around because for me out here and I live out west in Las Vegas. It's a lot of desert. It's a lot of boring 
kind of quarry type running where you're next to this stuff. There's not a lot going on. So for me to kind of take that all in was my kind of my reward for, I thought, for training and, and doing all that. So from there, you, we left Animal Kingdom, run through the parking lot. And Joe, you can correct me here. Mile six through mile nine is all on the inner roads of yeah, I'm looking. World, I'm looking correct? at a map right now. Six through six through eight are on Osceola Parkway. To me, that is the worst place to run in Walt Disney World because when I ran the marathon many times, uh, that's right before you got into my world of sports. There was like miles like 14, 15, 16 around there, but it's all concrete. And it's hard on your legs. I remember that. It's just, it's a concrete roadway, and I just hated it. <laughs> it was it was just the most not the most magical uh, part of it was Osceola Parkway. But you make a a left, you go up uh, World Drive again, and around miles I think around mile ten, it looks like on the map you guys get into you get into Hollywood Studios. Now for me, Matt, I like the roads. I mean, I don't like Osceola Parkway. I hate it because it's concrete. But I'm a geek. I look at all the signs and I look at like the resorts when you're on, you know, I, I kind of take that stuff and you got to take whatever Disney gives you, just take it all and just being like, look, I'm literally running down world drive right now. This is like awesome. So, I mean, you got to make the, make the best of it. Right. But I mean, yes, we want to be in the parks, but the parks go so fast that the majority of your time is on the roadways themselves. But that's why Matt gave a great tip. The first time you ever run down main street, USA, it will go so fast. It will be, it will last like a half a second. You're like, Oh my God, I'm already out of here. Like it just goes. Cause it's such a blur. So try to take it all. in as you're doing it, Matt, I'm glad you did that. You took the earbuds out, take in the ambiance of where you're at because they turn on the attraction. They turn on the noises of, of the, the certain lands that you're in and you got to do it. If not, you're just going to be oblivious. It's just, it's going to pass you by so quickly. So glad you kind of took that in. But so right now you're a mile 10. You've just gotten into the studios. Yeah. And I would say, Hey, look, there's Fantasmic and there's some, some construction going on. Oh yeah, I'm running through Hollywood Studios again. You know, and, and what they did a phenomenal job. I'm going to go back to those roads real quick. Every at about every mile point, water, Powerade, hundred. I mean, there must have been thousands of volunteers. So I would make sure we take the time and we thank them and we clap for them just as much as they're clapping for us. I mean, if you're volunteering to be up at you know two in the morning to watch people run six in the morning, uh, it's just. It, it, it's such a motivation for, for you running. And it really gave me what I needed to get through those miles six through 10 for me, you know, get to Hollywood studios. You, you feel how close you are to the end, even though you probably have three or four miles left, you just feel how close you are to the end. Oh, I've walked from the boardwalk to Hollywood studios a hundred times. That's not that far, but what I'll say is that's where you've really got to focus on to me, your running form and your surroundings because it's very easy to roll your ankle inside the parks joe you know this it's very it's very easy to roll your ankle on that pathway and on the boardwalk after through hollywood studios it is slippery so you have got to pay attention to where you're running and it can be difficult when you're tired but really a lot of the character meet and greets and all the photo passes were for the most part in or around the parks so that's where I was really starting to take advantage of the photo pass. They're all sitting in the park in their little green tents. <laughs> and a lot of the character meet and greets happen between miles nine and 13. All right. So looks like from the map, you know, we're running in front of boardwalk this time, not in front of the Swan and Dolphin. And then you're running around the perimeter of world showcase. It's around mile uh, 12. And then you're kind of finishing up in the same spot, which is uh, 
is to the right of a spaceship Earth, kind of like the parking lot of Epcot. Uh, so just take us through like the, the final miles of your of your half marathon. Are you feeling good? I know traditionally during the marathon they have the Margarita Station open. I know it probably wasn't open yet uh, for this race, but I know for the marathon it usually is open. Uh, but how was the last uh, you know mile or two uh, running through Epcot? How was the finish? It felt so good. I was I was just so I was so excited to be out there, and I think it was because of what and i posted this in the running group what running has meant to me since the beginning of 2020 really my therapy my mental health has been evolved around running and being able to take an hour with no work with no stress of just being able to leave the house and run and it was just i got really emotional running past the boardwalk and you know being a dvc member there and just feeling like it's your home away from home and being like i can't believe joe you said i can't believe where i'm running right now Mm -hmm. I'm used to running in the boring desert where I saw a off tangent a little bit. I saw a giant, the size of a tissue box, uh, desert tarantula the other day. And when you run by that thing, you're like, no thanks. <laughs> and snakes. So I didn't see a gator. I don't want to run by that either. But another funny moment I'm going to share before we get to the boardwalk is if you're not, if you're not aware of the race and you see those groups of families standing there who think they're going to walk to Hollywood studios to try to get on rise of the resistance in the morning, you can see the level of disappointment on their face when they realize they can't use that walkway. Uh, you kind of feel bad for them, but you're like, Hey, uh, you know, sorry. thanks, but I'm sorry. There's <laughs> um, plenty of signage. Nope. Up. It's like runners coming through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so yeah, we ran past the boardwalk, ran up to the international gateway. And instead of making a left, like we did for the 10K, when you get to kind of um, England, we made a right. So we ran all the way through World Showcase. So headphones were out again, taking it all in. The flames were on in Epcot. They were playing Epcot music. And at this point of the race, I started to kind of think, okay, and if you can do it, it's another recommendation of mine. Okay, there's a group of people in front of me, and there's not a lot of people. There's some people behind me. If I can run past this group, I'm going to have photos with nobody around me in Epcot while I'm running all right, I'm going to push it a little bit here. I'm glad I did because you run through, I checked the margarita stand was not open. (laughs) I would have stopped at that point. And I run through and then you get to my wife's favorite character who I missed on the 10 K was bowler hat guy. And he was standing there by himself. And for these races with, with kind of the social distancing still for the, for the characters, the photos were happening like one second. You ran up, took a picture and left. So there was no interaction like there used to be for some of the races where some of the character meet and greets could take too long. And I like this a lot better. I took that photo. I made a right. Mike, Joe, there's nobody around me and I'm running towards the Epcot ball. And I got really emotional again. It's just a sense of like accomplishment of I'm almost there. I'm in Walt Disney World running. Look where I am right now. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Hey, look, I've never seen creation shops. Like, you know, the creation shop, like in my head, just goes something in my, you know, my Disney. Uh, oh, hey, that's new. I didn't see that. Wow, look at all these walls. And then next thing you know, you're running out to the right. And you, you can hear the guy talking, right? You can hear the, the, man, the, the men and women talking uh, over the PA about finishing calling out names. And it's just a sense of you're just overwhelmed. And you turn the corner and the, the finish line's right there and, you know, compared to some of my other ones, this is the best I've ever felt running. It's not my best time, but it was the best I ever felt running because I took it in. I took my time. I still finished in under two hours, which was a goal of mine for this. I took all the photos I wanted to take 
and I was just, I finished and I just I had a smile on my face and, and, and I got emotional again. You just, you're just around all these people and something, you, you know, I equated to like when Mike must have gone back after canceling 323 trips of, I don't even care if anything happened. I'm just here. The whole trip is made. I'm here. I'm happy. I uh, got my medal after the half. You walk up, got, got your Mylar wrapped around you. There's so many people, medic, you need help. And then I walked up to the challenge, uh, got my challenge medal. And as, as Mike and everyone calls it, the, what, are the clicker, what do you call it, Mike? The, the clickers, the, cl- the, 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 the ding, ding, yeah, the, the click noise. Yeah. That, my gymnast girls would have those, those uh, the clanking noise, yep. The clankers, yeah. the clankers. Yep. You go through there and then you, you take some, I took some post-race photos. I took some, uh, the, the, I was going to get a beer, but I didn't bring my wallet. So I was like, I'm just going to get on. I took my photos, got on, got on the bus. And I, I called it a run weekend. And uh, it was just, they had all the buses lined up right there. And in the past, you had to wait for the bus to fill. But since I think we're still in the middle of this, you put your mask on. I waited, I think I waited two minutes and the bus was about half full. And then the, the bus drove away and there was, like clockwork buses coming in and out uh, for, for all the resorts. And that's good because those are like runner specific buses where they go to designated resorts. Like I know for me, Saratoga Old Key West would share buses. So I'm sure boardwalks share with probably Yacht and Beach Club or or maybe Swan and Dolphin. I'm not quite sure. But if it's right there, boom, you get through the finisher corral. You get all of your, your goodies, your box. You take your post-race photos and boom, you go right onto the bus, which is great. So, uh, so now you're on the bus. You're feeling good. You accomplish your goals. This is the best part of Run Disney Weekend. What do we do for a celebration? I know for me, I always treat myself to a nice dinner, uh, you know. Uh, but what did what did uh, Matt Zurich do for a celebration to culminate his wine and dine weekend? I went back to my room. I ate a piece of toast. I showered. I fell asleep for two hours, which was my which is what I needed for that day. After that, we had um, a restaurant I've never been to. Went to Topolino's that night. So just like you, Joe, I I'm I. We went to we went to a nice dinner, and it was phenomenal. And we went to the post race party. So afterwards, I it included in I think the half marathon, definitely the challenge. You get a ticket to the post race party, which was at Epcot from nine thirty to twelve thirty. And I think you could get in starting at around seven thirty at okay. night. Seven thirty uh, from seven thirty to nine thirty. I heard a few people say this is the busiest they've seen Epcot in years. And there were a lot of people there, but at 9.30, it started to clear out. So I had an unbelievable dinner at Topolino's, uh, had an unbelievable time. And my big, my drink is I'll go get a Guinness from inside, uh, inside the pub over in England. And I walked around and I got to ride Remy's for the first time in a standby wait, 15 minute wait, got to ride all the rides in Epcot, danced, had some fun, met a bunch of cool runners and just felt normal again and it was so much fun that i already am starting to plan my next one i'm in the springtime surprise all right so i am very excited so to kind of close this out i mean it sounds like you had a fantastic weekend you had a great uh 10k and even better half marathon a great dinner after party's been good just to summarize your whole weekend just what was the overall thoughts of Disney's Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend this year compared to previous years. And as like I said, it sounds like you're already excited for the Spring Surprise Race. Um, is that definitely on your radar? Are we looking at possibly doing Wine and Dine again next year? Uh, what does Matt Zurich have on his Run Disney radar for the next uh, for the next coming year? So, my I would what I was thinking. Number one, 
let's let's get let's get as many people to sign up for this, whether it's the Disney dads group, people I know, and let's just have some fun. Let's run together. Let's let's just have some fun and let's get more people exposed to it. Um, I'm trying to swing a trip down there in April, end of March, early April for the springtime surprise. That those races look like an incredible amount of fun. You finish each, it seems like at the end of each of those attractions and you get to ride those rides, which is really unique. Wine and dine. I would say I'm going to do that next year. And then I'm going to try to run the Dopey Challenge is my big thing in 2023. And I'm excited about all of it. And, and I like kind of planning my trips around these things uh, of just whether it's accomplishment and just doing something else inside the quote unquote Disney bubble that makes me happy than just going to the parks when I'm down there. The one thing I will say this, and if any of our DDP family is interested in running run Disney races or you're thinking about it, obviously I've run a bunch of them. I've run out in Disneyland. I've run many weekends in Orlando. Matt has as well. Um, the best way, if you have any nervous about it or have questions about it, please re- feel free to reach out to me, reach out to, I'm sure Matt would be happy to answer questions, find out that information out there. There's no, if it, if it there's no better way to get excited for race and know exactly what you're getting in for and staying at the proper resorts and getting to the right day and going to the expo the right time. There's so many qu- about eating and making dinner reservations during a race weekend. There's so much that goes into a race weekend because it's so busy. If anybody, any of our DDP family has any questions about that, please feel free to reach out to me, reach out to Matt. I'm sure we'd be happy to answer your questions for that because it definitely will make, uh, uh, your run Disney racing experience uh, uh, a great one if you do decide to uh, sign up. So, uh, Mike, turn it over to you. Yeah, you know, one thing that I heard about out of all of this came out, one thing that I heard you say quite a few times, Matt, was how it was such great to be back to normal, you know, and to get that feeling of forgetting about what was going on and just and getting back to that sense of normalcy, which I think we all need in a desperate way. And I think that it's fantastic that we're starting to see that more and more as time goes on. And I think that's a fantastic thing. You know, the other thing that I heard you mention was uh, through miles nine through 13, there was quite a bit of photo passes and there was quite a bit of character meet and greets. And, you know, if you wind up doing a run Disney race and you're between those miles numbers nine and 13, I think it'd be a great place to take those pictures and put them on our Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week. And that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our picks of, the week. picks of the week. Matt, since you're our guest of honor this weekend, it's a pleasure to have you. Why don't you tell me what's your pick of the week? So I'm going to keep it. I mean, it's a running show, right? A run Disney show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it running. So for me, it's two people that are in the process of dopey and marathon training right now over in our DDP uh, running group. Uh, John Castellano and Cheryl. Both ran 20 miles in the past, uh, I want to say, week and a half, and both had the same message. Marathon training is no joke. You guys keep it up. I'm proud of you. I'm excited to watch you guys on your journey in January. I can't be there. I am excited for you guys. It's such a sense of accomplishment. And and I want everybody to go cheer them on. Everybody go join that group. Go cheer them on, and let's follow them along on their journey. Anybody running, coming up here. Yeah, Disney Dad's running group is a fantastic page also. Uh, Joe, what's your pick of the week? So I'm going with uh, Dana Frappier, and she has uh, posted a picture of her and 12 other lovely ladies in front of the Magic Kingdom just absolutely killing their trip. I think that picture is going to be posted or framed in 13 houses, uh, all 13 of them in front of the Magic Kingdom with the 50th anniversary logo on it. Just an awesome picture. Awesome pick. We I always love to see families and large groups have these great picks it makes for great memories that's what going to disney's all about so my uh pick goes to dana frappier very cool 
Uh, my pick of the week is also going to go to John Castano. And John Castano has been blessing us with amazing updates for the Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, he's been there on set. He's been walking around the property. He's been blessing us with some amazing pictures. And thank you so much, John. I know the group has been loving it. Uh, we're all big fans of that movie. And to be able to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of the previews you're giving us makes us really excited for the movie. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. And thank you for your fantastic updates. And you have my pick of the week. And Disney Dads family, if you want to be part of Pick of the Week, join us on Facebook at DisneyDadsPodcast.com. We're uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star like. Uh, there's so many different ways to reach out to us. We are emails through DisneyDadsPodcast.com. Uh, listen, another in the show link, if you want to be a Patreon member, there's a link down the bottom. You can figure out how to support the show. As little as $2.30 a month, you can join. You can be part of our little extra shows, extra stuff you get. It's a great Christmas gift for somebody. You have that mom and dad that has everything. Give them a gift for being a Patreon member. I mean, why not? It's something different. It's something fun. And I think it's great. And I think, uh, Matthew, you could test. We have a lot of fun on the uh, Patreon show. And I hope you're going to stick around for us and be part of that this week because we got some fun topics. We're going to talk about some oddball things that are somewhat Disney, some not Disney. And, and I think we have a lot of fun over there. Do you agree? Let's rock and roll, man. I'm re- I, I completely agree. You, you've got to do it. you got to have some fun. Right. We, we get this show for free. Think about all the free content we get. And, and, and what I'm going to say real quick, off top, Joe, I remember the first time I heard you talk about Run Disney. I was eating a Blaze pizza during my lunch when I worked in Chicago. So this stuff sticks with you forever. Oh, so I made an join impact. the Patreon group. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Very cool, guys. Uh, Joe, closing words? Yeah, man. Sounds, uh, sounds good. Can't wait. DDP Patreon standby. You're up next. You're on deck. Uh, Matt, I'm glad you had a fantastic weekend. That's what it's all about. And I can't wait to meet up with some of our DDP running family at, uh, marathon weekend in January. And yeah, looking forward to Patreon. So uh, standby. We're coming up next. Matt, closing words. Thanks for having me. I- I'm just, if anyone has any questions, reach out. It was great to be back at Walt Disney World. I'm excited for everyone's photos coming up, whether you're going in a day or in a year, no matter where, no matter what. I'm just excited for everybody to be back. And thanks for having me, guys. Uh, my closing words this week, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, you're, you're a great part of our Disney Dad family. You know, we love having you on. You're a great member. Uh, you know, you're part of our family here. And thank you so much for taking your time to explain some Disney running stuff with us this week. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Patreon show. So Patreon members, buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. All right, DDP uh, Patreon, stand by. You're up next. Uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one. And that's a wrap. (laughs) That's That's even better than mine. Perfect, see? (laughs) Even better. (laughs) See you guys. Have a good night, guys. This has been YDF Media Productions.